Aloha. Thanks for joining us again. My name is Chris Morales. I'm one of the pastors here at New Honor Baptist Church, and you're tuning into our Family Talk podcast. Family Talk is a compilation of membership memoirs of New Honor Baptist Church, sharing testimonies for the glory of God, life lessons, stories, and gems for the next generation. So today I'm sitting here with Morris Takushi. Yes. And uh, I'm so stoked that you're uh, ha- you're here with us today. How's your day going so far? Oh, pretty good. Yeah. Oh man. Um, so anyway, we're just getting started on this thing. Uh, I'm actually um, I'm reading through some autobiographies right now, church history autobiographies, and I am just so like thrilled by them. What one of the ones I'm reading right now is Charles Spurgeon's his own autobiography, and as I'm reading it, I'm just like, I love imagining hearing his voice. But what I love about this is we actually get to hear each other's voices. So anyway, yeah, um, those have been such great gifts to me and I think to the church in which we hope and pray uh, that this, uh, these testimonies here, these memoirs can be gifts to the church now and the next generation. So, um, but yeah, anyway, so I'm kind of curious. So you know the room we're sitting in right now, yeah? Yes. Right now, we're on the second floor in our New Uwana Baptist Church main building, um, and it's a study room. It's a study lounge. But um, when, uh, when did you join the church? It was in about the mid-50s. The mid-50s? So I'm kind of curious. Uh, so was, was this room here in the mid-50s? Yes. This room was here? What, what was this room at that time? In those days, we had a a lot of children from the neighborhood coming to our Sunday school. In fact, uh, we had more attendance in the Sunday school than in the church service because we had so many children that would oh come. Oh my gosh, that's wild. So we actually had, uh, we had to uh, renovate this top floor to make three departments of uh, children's uh, Sunday school departments. Oh, so this room that we're in right now was just a bunch of different departments? No, it was one department with many classes. Oh, but I see, I on see. On this floor, we actually had three separate departments with, with classes within each department. I see. So all these little nook rooms, these are probably like, what were they? Sunday school classes. Oh, my God. I know. That's, I see. <laughs> so we went from this Mackay end, and as we got older, we went to the next uh, middle department. Wow. And as we got older, probably in high school, to the completely Malka end of the, this uh, floor. Oh, man. Well, Morris, I'm so excited to um, be talking with you right now and interviewing, uh, especially since you've been here since the 50s, right? So you, you've got to see, and you're still here, and so you got to see this church go through so much transition, and I'm sure God even used those seasons to work on you and your life. And so um, I'm thankful since I've been here at the church, um, you have been just a great friend of mine, uh, someone who's been a real encouragement, inspiration to me. And so anyway, I'm, I'm really excited and I'm excited for those of you listening in to uh, just hear, hear, hear the life stories and testimonies. So uh, why don't we just go ahead and get started? Sure. And uh, yeah, we'll be blessed. So how long have you been a Christian? That's an interesting question. Uh, I became a Christian probably uh, when I was about 12 years old. I got involved with um, Royal Ambassadors. It's like the uh, Baptist uh, uh, Boy Scouts, mm. and um, I had some. We had some really good leaders. One of them was uh, uh, Ron Nishiyama, who actually became a, a physician later on. But um, it was through the RAs, and it was at uh, Puka here at a camp that uh, around the campfire that I accepted the Lord. Um, I, I was uh, asked to if I wanted to be baptized and I said I would so when I had told my parents about it they said well no you're, you're too young to make a big decision uh, yeah, like yeah. that how, how old were you? I was about 12 years old okay 12 years old wow yeah and so it was at this camp yeah it was at that camp that I uh, accepted the Lord mm. but um, as you might know uh, most of our pastors in those days were former missionaries to China mm. when the communists uh, uh, took over China in 1948 mm. um, most of 
in fact, I think all of our uh, Southern Baptist missionaries were uh, kicked out of China, and some of them were reassigned to Hawaii because we were not a state at that time, and so we were still mm -hmm. considered a foreign mission yes. uh, field. Wow. So for the first, I don't know, 15 to 20 years, uh, until we became uh, a state, mm. uh, we had uh, pastors who were formerly missionaries to China. Mm, yes. Now, um, most of these missionaries were, they were just tremendous uh, Christians, but, but they were very, very um, uh, conservative. Mm. So uh, they taught us a lot of uh, rules and regulations about living the Christian life, like no drinking, smoking, dancing, mm, mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. going to movies, or mm -hmm. don't, don't do anything, uh, or don't uh, play ball on Sundays and, and so forth and so mm -hmm, on, mm -hmm. tithing and, mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. all of that. Mm -hmm. And so um, I, I really embraced all of their teaching, but really did not enjoy uh, laying off all those things that all of my yeah. secular friends were enjoying. Yeah, yeah totally. And... Um, I thought that the fact that I did these things and didn't enjoy it uh, must be pleasing to God. So I, I, I kept that practice up. But what, and, and because of the, uh, the fact that I was uh, very committed to doing the things, to attending church and, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and uh, following through on, on these practices, mm. I think that most of my colleagues and, and even the leaders thought that I was a, really a good Christian. Hmm. But really what I had embraced was, I had embraced a, a religion. Wow. And yeah. uh, not a relationship to, to Jesus Christ. Wow. wow. And so for the first 20 years of my life, that's what I had, religion. Wow. But uh, wow. I really didn't, it was not a joyous experience yeah. for me. Yeah, it was, yeah, almost like asceticism. Yeah, just doing these disciplines, these religious disciplines, but thinking that that, that is what's going to make you right with God, kind of like that? Yes. Wow, wow. And so it was, although, you know, we were taught that um, we were saved by grace. Uh, it, but in it, practice. It, but in practice, it was more like uh, you need to do all these works mm. to, to uh, retain your salvation, although that was not, not thought. That's, that's, not, yeah. that, that's what, that was my thinking. That was your, that was your life. That was, that was what you were thinking, yeah. Yes. So is it, is it fair to say... You heard the gospel at age twelve, but then for twenty years, you, like you said, you didn't. It wasn't. You had a religion, but not really a, a, a real relationship with Christ. So, so is that age around thirty-two? Well, no, probably was um, more like between thirty-five and forty. Okay, okay, well, yeah. Pick it up from there. Like so. Well, okay. um, of course, uh, uh, after getting married and and having a child, uh, I, I think with our Oriental background. Mm. And especially coming, uh, I'm, I'm a third generation uh, Japanese here in uh, Hawaii. Mm. But uh, our parents uh, really, uh, uh, in, in a, well, uh, our parents and grandparents, you know, the first generation uh, uh, people here in Hawaii coming from Japan, and I'm sure that in a lot of other countries also, uh, they, they really uh, practice the fact that uh, uh, even though their lifestyle was very uh, frugal and uh, it was a struggle financially and all of that. They wanted their children to uh, have a better life. Mm. So they really invested in, in education. Mm. And they taught us that, uh, you know, we need to work hard. And, and that was one of the ways that we could uh, uh, be successful. Mm. And so that, that was my mindset. Wow. And so uh, even after I got married and had a child, I felt that, uh, okay, it was my duty as the uh, breadwinner of the family to really support our family. Mm. And the way to do it was that to work hard and to be successful. Mm. So that's what uh, I put all of my, uh, all of my br uh, things in the, in, the ba in the basket. Yeah. And so um, uh, I, I really worked hard did, uh, because I'm, uh, I have a degree in uh, civil engineering. I, I got involved with... Uh, my first job was with the Hawaiian Georgian Construction Company, which was, which was and still is the largest construction company in the state of Hawaii. Wow. Um, I, I got in uh, involved with uh, projects such as uh, uh, Kuyupak Terrace, mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. um, uh, 
Sea Life Park, mm. Cooler Water Line. Wow. Uh, and my last uh, project was with uh, uh, the building of the second half of the Alamona Shopping Center. Wow. So I had really good experiences there. Yeah. Uh, after uh, three years, I, I, I left the company mm-hmm. and uh, went on my own, got my own construction company and uh, started to do development. Mm-hmm. Uh, was a struggle, but uh, and I had to go through a, uh, a recession of the 1965 and 66. Uh-huh. And through that struggle, I survived and, and became successful in uh, building an apartment uh, for myself in a uh, 13-unit apartment in Makiki. Yeah. Yeah. I had, uh, I think, uh, nine uh, houses that I had built and owned in uh, Mono Lower Valley. Hmm. And uh, so, uh, it, you know, I was pretty wow. successful yeah god seemed to really be gracious and just touch your work touch the works of your hands yeah yes yeah but then um uh, later on i got involved with uh, i was introduced by my best friend who was working in los angeles with uh, mitsubishi international corporation mm-hmm. and he introduced me to some of his people mm-hmm. and uh, uh as a result of that uh, uh, relationship I, I met a man named um, yamamura and he had come here in the 1950s with the Kyo University baseball team to play some exhibition baseball here in Hawaii. And he loved Hawaii. Oh, yeah. <laughs> His wife's great-grandfather was the founder of Mitsubishi. And he told me that, uh, and, and, and by the way, we, we, uh, I became a 50-50% partnership with uh, Mitsubishi International Corporation. Jeez. Which, at <laughs> that time, was the largest corporate entity in the world mm. and Yamamura told me that uh, if we were successful in uh, building and developing a 150 unit uh, subdivision he said that uh, I wouldn't have to worry about money the rest of my life that we could use the power of Mitsubishi wow. to, to make money wow. and so uh, I thought I was really set mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And three months after I had signed the uh, contract the with uh, Mitsubishi, yeah. the recession of, of wow. uh, that era hit. Wow. And uh, some of you old-timers might remember that uh, uh, the whole economy just fell down and wow. there, there was a gas, gas crisis. And uh, what you might remember that uh, in order to get gas, you have to get in line. There was about a mile long to the gas stations. And, um, and that just... Wrecked, devastated. Uh, devastated the wow. economy, and it was that event that, uh, in which uh, I ended up uh, a couple of years later that I was about twenty-two million dollars in debt. Oh now my during this gosh, time, twenty-two million dollars. Now during this time, yeah. we had accumulated a whole bunch of uh, real estate. Okay. And I had also built myself a brand new. Uh, uh, home in Manoa with mm-hmm. all of the amenities, the mm-hmm. swimming pool, mm-hmm. the jacuzzis, mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. saunas. And just pretty much living it up, like just every, everything you would, your heart desires right. that you would have wanted. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, oh my gosh. So finally, uh, I, I, we had to uh, sell properties just to make interest payments on, on the loans that we had. Oh my goodness. And uh, now if the recession had lasted in Hawaii for about three years, uh, I think we could have made it because uh, we had all of the inventory. And normally the c- cycle is that if you have the inventory uh, following a recession, then the, the uh, economy would start to grow in. And if you had the uh, inventory, you could start making a lot of money. Mm-hmm. But in Hawaii, this re- recession lasted actually for fi- about five years. Wow. So pretty soon, I had to sell almost all of my assets to just... Uh, pay wow. uh, interest on the, I'm on kinda, the debt. I'm kind of curious at this point in your life, I mean, because you had set all those hopes and dreams, you had these plans, it seemed like you were so set and secure in it. And then when it kind of broke, you know, like what what was going on in your heart? Like, I mean, as far as even in your, were you even acknowledging God at this time? Was was there a sense, were you praying through these things? Did, is, or is God just kind of beginning to get your attention? By shaking up things, basically, was shaking up things, and I think that I had enough uh, uh, 
enough um, ability and uh, or I depend upon my ability and my my uh, educational background and mm. my intelligence mm. to f- to think that uh, you can get out. I could get out of it, and and so you're still kind of really leaning on your own power. Yes, at this point. And okay. actually, this was the second time that I, I I was going through some financial problems, and the first time when we went through the uh, first re- recession, I came out of it and and I came out of it in really good shape, mm. and so uh, I, I guess I, I I felt confident in my own abilities and my wow. own intelligence, until I came to a point where I was completely stuck. Yeah. I mean, I, I didn't have yeah. any other resources, or oh, I didn't know anyone else who was rich enough or powerful enough who would be willing to bail you out or anything exactly yeah so uh, and and i can remember that i was taking about five or six excedents a day just to relieve myself of headaches and anxieties and all of that so finally i came to the point where uh, i remember the verse from uh, first peter 5 7 which says cast your burdens upon the lord because he cares for you oh and, f- and I had no other choice. Word. So yeah. I said, okay, Lord, you got my burdens. Oh, wow. And the miracle of it all is that the anxieties all went away and God gave me a peace, uh, just assuring me that uh, he would cause all things to work together for good oh, to those man. who love God. Wow. And, uh, and, and that has become my, my favorite uh, verse mm. uh, from that point on. Mm. And... Uh, Wow. And the second miracle that happened is that right at that time, a group of uh, doctors from uh, Kaiser and, and uh, s- some of the independent doctors formed what they call Bible Study Fellowship for Men. Mm. And uh, they had asked me if uh, I would uh, be part of the leadership group. And uh, th- I, w- I was not a teacher, but they made me the, the treasurer of that, uh, that uh-huh. group. So I was with this group for uh, well, the group lasted for about 10 years. Mm-hmm. And the first uh, s- uh, study that we uh, engaged in was from the book of Philippians. Mm. And um, of course, if you, you, oh, you all book. know that uh, Paul wrote uh, Philippians while he was in a jail. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And his theme was uh, joy in the midst of uh, suffering. suffering. Amen. And that was the perfect... Uh, uh, study Bible study oh, f- for me. Amen. And um, now, if I would regress a bit, uh, uh, my the reason I attended the Nuona Baptist Church is that uh, my dad, although he was uh, he came from a Buddhist background, uh, again his parents realized that uh, the only way that he could succeed was to get a good education. Mm-hmm. So of about. 10 or 12 children in the family, he was the only one that the parents had sent to a, a private school, and that was a Mid-Pacific Institute. Mm-hmm. And of course, Mid-Pacific has a background of being a, a Christian uh, institution. Mm-hmm. So I guess they, they had to go to chapel um, at least. Regularly. Yes, yeah. regularly. So he had some background in Christianity. So I guess he thought that um, America is supposed to be a Christian nation. So one day he was asking my uncle, who, who lived uh, a block away from uh, Nuana Baptist Church, if uh, he knew of any churches in, in this area uh, that was a Christian church. And my uncle said, oh yeah, there's uh, one here on the corner of Bates and Nuano. Wow. So one uh, Sunday, my dad got myself and my brother and my sister, who were both younger than me, into the car and dropped us off at Nuana Baptist Church. And for several years, that's what he, that was his practice. Wow. He would load us up in, in uh, the car every Sunday morning, drop us off at uh, Northern Baptist Church for Sunday school, and then wow. pick us up after Sunday school. Now, we all hated this. We, we, just, <laughs> we just didn't want to come to church <laughs> yeah, at all. Yeah. And I remember I, I told my dad one day that I'm, I'm not going to go ch- to church anymore. And he wow. said, and he, he, he gave me a, a whack on the, on the behind. <laughs> and, and, and that convinced me that I'm not going to, uh, uh, be negative about that situation from that point on. Wow. So my dad never did, um, my mom never did attend uh, one of Baptist church, but wow. he, he made the three of us come come here. Wow. 
No, well, that, that's that's pretty profoundly share that. I think there's some some young people in our church who have the same, perhaps have the same story with that. You know, they are they're attending church. Uh, their their families aren't, their parents aren't, but that's 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 an encouragement. I hope. Yeah. yeah. Now, when my uh, brother and sister came up high school age, and I guess they were uh, big enough that they could uh, uh, reject my my dad's. Uh, 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 warnings. Oh, I see. So they they completely dropped out of okay. church. Yeah. But fortunately for me, uh, at, you know, during this time that we were attending church, most of uh, the people that came to church were children mm. or, or, or young people. Mm-hmm. So there were about a hundred uh, kids my age that were uh, regular attendees. Wow. And I made good friends with uh, some of these. So uh, it was the, there the fellowship with these. Uh, young people that kept me here. Wow. And uh, in fact, to a point where Friday nights we were here all day Saturday <laughs> and all day Sunday. <laughs> young people, but, you heard that? <laughs> yeah, but it was really the, the fellowship that kept us here. Hmm. Now, we, you know, we did the Sunday school and, right, right, and all of right. these things. And, and so we, we got a lot of uh, biblical knowledge. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I think that uh, what didn't seep, seep in was the... Uh, to turn the knowledge into practice. Yes. Yeah. And so, yeah. Uh, and that's, and this is why I, I say that I had my head full of uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, biblical knowledge. Or, or Christian uh, knowledge, mm-hmm. but not really translated that into actual practice. Mm. And so that's why I said that. Like James, where he says, merely hearing but not doing. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. that's why I said that for the first twenty years of my life, uh, oh, I had wow. religion but not a relationship. An amazing God's grace and sovereignty in it all too just being with you though you know yeah. and and then so then he began to kind of rock your world yes right? okay so it was through this uh, bible study fellowship okay. that, that we got involved with intense uh, study of god's word mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. first in philippians and then in uh, books like john and and the acts and and, and genesis and, mm-hmm. and so forth mm-hmm. and so on so it was then that i got an appreciation of getting into the word and Recognizing that God's word is uh, uh, is true, mm. and and that this was God's instruction book for life, mm. and uh, this is how we could guide our lives, mm. our, our ed- everyday lives, not only in church life but mm-hmm. in our work, mm-hmm. in our relationships, and in everything else, mm. uh, and I- embed that into our embed that into our, our lives and to work it out. Amen. And so uh, that was really the turning point in my life where wow. I discarded religion and uh, embraced a relationship with a personal uh, living God. Wow. But because of the 20 years that I had been, uh, I had religion and, uh-huh. and, and with my uh, uh, practice of uh, working hard to uh, uh, support my and take care of my family, mm-hmm. I really d- neglected the spiritual aspect of my family, and, and it, it really affected uh, uh, my marriage. Wow. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm really eager to hear about this. Um, I, I do want to make mention, I was so encouraged when you were sharing about the miracles that you noticed when you started to get $22 million in debt, and, and you kind of heard that verse, and you, you kind of began to pray and look up, and then... I, I think this is so profound that I would I'm going to take away from this and I hope anyone listening is is that God gave you a peace that surpasses understanding and it was a peace in God a peace in Christ that he has you not I love that you didn't say oh and the miracle was I got 20 I got out of debt right away or the miracle was that God all of a sudden gave me all this money and now my I'm I'm free again like the miracle was was a change of the heart it was a it was a it was a shift of perspective uh, a gift of faith, perhaps, maybe that God gave you, and I, I just, I love that. And then you said the second miracle was God's word, and and I just, I am just, I just want to highlight that and say I'm so encouraged to hear that. And and, but yeah, that's that's an that's an amazing lesson right there. I think. Um, but anyway, yeah, c- continue on. I, the journey doesn't end there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I want to emphasize what you said. The the biggest miracle was that when I said. God, uh, in, in, in uh, 
accepting his promise that mm. we can cast our burdens upon him because mm-hmm. he loves us. Yes, he cares for us. Yes. And, and the anxiety just left me. Mm. And I said, you know, God, what a gift the, the problem is not for me, me anymore. I've, I've turned it over to you. And the miracle was that he gave me an instant peace. Wow. Praise God. Uh, so that was the greatest miracle. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I didn't know what was going to happen to all of my debts. Mm-hmm. And I remember that, um, uh, and by wow. the way, uh, uh, it came to a point where my mom had suffered a stroke, uh, wow. a really a devastating stroke. Wow. And um, my sister, who was uh, a single mother of two teenage children, mm-hmm. was living with her during uh, at this time when mm-hmm. she had suffered the stroke. And for, for a year after that, she, she, she was the one who cared for my mom. Mm. But after a year, she gave me a phone call and said, Morris, she said, I can't handle this. You're going to have to come home and, and take care of mom. Wow. So I, I moved in with mom. And for 17 years, I was her sole caregiver wow. until she passed away in 2001. Wow. But while uh, I was living with my mom, one day, uh, two young uh, Hawaiian athletes uh, came to me and said that uh, they had been really turned on to the Lord Jesus Christ at, the, at a uh, conference. Mm. Uh, what was that conference? What, what, the one that's always down the hymn conference? No, no. That, uh, the one that Coach Bill McCartney uh, had developed. Oh, I don't know. In, in stadiums all over the mm, country i don't know i'm sure maybe some of our listeners do <laughs> okay anyway it, it was a conference <laughs> it was a conference at the uh, hic blaisdell okay okay and uh, bill mccarthy had uh, been the coach of the colorado buffaloes which uh, took a national championship hmm. he was a believer okay. and he and he started to uh, uh, hold these conferences in stadiums okay. all, all over the country okay. anyway uh, he had one here at the blaisdell and these two young Hawaiian athletes had attended the conference and they were really turned on to, to the Lord. Uh-huh. And uh, both of them were uh, assistant uh, football coaches at Kamehameha. Mm. And uh, after the practices, they would meet together and they would encourage each other and, and pray with each other. For, uh, but after a year, they kind of uh, ran out of uh, uh, things to share with each other to really edify each other. Yeah. So that's when they came to me and asked if... Uh, I would uh, mentor them uh, in their Christian lives. Wow. So I said, oh, okay, I would. So they would meet with me every Monday night at my home. Wow. And then uh, they invited two other uh, young men uh, to, uh, to be this, the part of the core group. Mm. And they were uh, Leonard Lau, uh, T.D. Schoen, mm. Garrett Awai, and Dean Wilhelm. Mm. Now, as I said, these were all uh, young Hawaiian athletes. Yes. And so for them to get involved with someone like me, <laughs> who was an oldie, yeah. a, a Japanese, and, and nowhere uh, uh, an athlete like these guys, <sighs> was, was, was kind of a miracle. Wow. But we met for three years. Wow. And the interesting thing is that these guys would uh, forego Monday night football <laughs> to come to this Bible study. Wow. Uh, you know, in those days, uh, Monday Night Football was a, really a big thing, especially for, for athletes. I, I think it still is today, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I remember that uh, it was during this time that I was going through uh, my financial crisis. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this was after uh, I had uh, turned the b- burden over to the Lord. Mm-hmm. And, and every so often I would tell the guys, I said, you know, I'm not sure how long we can meet here uh, on Monday nights because... Uh, this house could be foreclosed by the bank. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> so, so they knew my situation and they knew that I was uh, also taking care of my, my mom at, at that time. Man. But eventually, uh, all my debts were taken care of also. So <laughs> that was the second all miracle. All $22 million taken care of. Yeah, Praise and, the and, Lord. <laughs> and I, I did not have to uh, declare bankruptcy. Wow. And uh, wow. to, to uh, show how all that uh, oh, turned out actually. I could write a book about it. Oh, praise God. You seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. All these things taken care of. But I I think that um, uh, the greatest uh, uh, thing that I had contributed to the lives of these guys was that they saw what was happening in my life. Mm. 
and they saw the miracle that God was doing in my life. Number one, to give me the peace that yes. passes all understanding. Yes. And and finally to uh, that I was you know that God had allowed me to. Uh, well, he worked me out of the situation wow. to a point where, you know, uh, I'm, I'm doing all right today anyway. Oh, man. Yeah. Wow. I love that. That is so, that's, that's such a beautiful picture of discipleship, you know, um, being able to see le- them growing up, seeing how you are rejoicing in suffering. And that's something I hope and pray that a lot more of the relationships here at our church too. Like we, we would be integrated in such a way where, yeah, we would welcome younger people, older people into our lives, into our homes, and they would get a taste of what we're actually walking through in debt. And yet, why are you so at peace? You know, why do you have this joy? And then to give glory to God and testify, um, well, my peace and security is in Jesus Christ. I mean, I deserve worse than this. And yet he died for my sins and I have heaven. And, um, that's amazing. That's 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 a testimony, man. You could write a book on that. I'm sure a lot of people would read it. You know, uh, um, well, so c- can we? Go, is it okay to go back to where we were previously at? Where you you said it was taking a hit on your marriage. Um, I think that's where we stopped at that point, and then we kind of talked about this a little bit. But is, can we press into that a little bit? Well, as I said, uh, I think my main priority was uh, working hard mm-hmm. to uh, support my family, mm-hmm. but. Also, I think that uh, what was uh, um, primary motive of, of that is uh, that my, my ego, mm. that I really wanted to uh, work hard to achieve uh, wow. uh, s- something yeah. uh, th- that was that was uh, outstanding. Yeah, and so uh, that was really a kind of a selfish motive, rather than uh, l- looking after uh, or putting uh, a priority in my own family. Mm. And uh, so the relationship uh, with uh, my wife was, uh, you know, it, it really didn't uh, mature. Mm. And so eventually, you know, th- th- that led to my wife uh, just deciding to, to leave us. And mm. of course, because I was trying to achieve mm. uh, financial success, uh, you know, that, that might have influenced her also. Mm. Because uh, when we went through uh, the, the difficult times, and by the way, when we, when uh, I was going through that disastrous situation, we were living in this beautiful, beautiful house in Manoa. Mm. Wow! And finally, we had to uh, sell it and mm. and move into uh, a, a, an apartment unit that I had um, uh, developed uh, early in my life. Mm-hmm. And so uh, we lived. So we went from beautiful house to a two-bedroom, one-bath apartment, a very wow. small unit. Yeah. And I had to be the manager of the entire complex. Wow. And at that time, um, I was working for the state government, and I was doing a lot of traveling. Wow. So a lot of times uh, when a problem happened in the apartment, they would knock at uh, our, our apartment door, and since I was on the mainland or traveling, my wife had to take care of the apartment, so wow. that was another burden for her. I see. Now, I didn't realize this, but uh, it was at that point when we had lost our home, had moved into that apartment, that uh, uh, my wife had made a vow to herself that uh, she would eventually leave me when she would be financially stable, that she could take care of herself. Wow. So this, this this is going on in her mind. Yes, and okay. I didn't know and that. You didn't know about this until until that the time that she left me. Mm. And uh, and basically, what had happened in her life was that my wife does not have a college degree, mm. but uh, when she she went to work for uh, the biggest uh, title company in the state of Hawaii, and and she, and she took a uh, you know a ground level position. Mm-hmm. But because of her motivation, she really worked hard, oh. and she started to climb the ladder. I see. And by the time that she uh, retired, she became a senior vice president of the largest title company in the state of Hawaii. Wow. Senior vice president. So it's like uh, someone going into the army as a private, mm-hmm. and and retiring as a maybe a, a brigadier general or yeah, something like yeah. that. So I give her the credit that. Uh, you know, she took it upon herself to really 
uh, work hard to make something of herself mm. with what she had started out with. Mm. And uh, she really, uh, I give her a lot of credit for uh, the achievement that she, she uh, reached. And so when she came to the point where she was financially solid, mm. then she, she decided to, to, to uh, go on her own. Oh. Now, we are still married. Oh. Uh, in fact, uh, when she left, she said, you know, you, you, you can divorce me. But I did tell her that uh, when I made my marriage vows, oh, man. my vow was that uh, it was not until death that we would part. So wow. I wouldn't uh, uh, initiate any divorce. Wow. And, um, and to this day, right? Yes, that's true. Wow. And so you're wanting to remain faithful to that vow that you made to the Lord, and you're pretty much just waiting for her to come back? Uh, yes, and in fact, it was interesting because <laughs> maybe about 15 years or so ago, uh, one of my uh, good Christian friends who lives in uh, California one day called me and said, Morris, I want you to know that uh, my wife and I are praying that God would send you a, a really a good Christian girl. <laughs> and I said, well, well, please don't pray that. If you want to pray, just pray that uh, God would touch my wife's heart and Amen. bring her back to me. Wow, what a... Morris... <laughs> And even just with the joy in your eyes, I'm I'm looking at right now that that's amazing. Uh, if there are any marriages, any husbands listening right now out there, um, man, when we when we make our vows, it it is to the Lord, and we ought to take these vows seriously. For these these marriage vows, they're they're a reflection of Christ in the church, right? Um, and so that is inspiring, um, and I pray that that would bring some perhaps even some conviction and, and encouragement uh, to any brothers or sisters who are just having a hard time right now in their marriages. Yes, so. and, I, and I hope and pray that uh, God could use that uh, as as a witness for him. Because mm-hmm. I know that in today's uh, culture, uh, people feel that happiness is uh, the primary goal in mm-hmm. their lives. Mm-hmm. So uh, when marriages break down, people say, well, we're just discarded and uh, right. going another direction and, right. and start all over yeah. again. Yeah. And, and it's this, that's why in all areas of our lives, we feel that uh, uh, happiness uh, is the important thing that we achieve and not the fact that uh, we should uh, follow what God is mm. uh, teaching us how to live, to be mm-hmm. uh, holy, holy as, as Jesus yep. would Holiness. have us to be holy. Yes, and and I think that uh, what what it speaks to is people's worldview. Mm-hmm. If you have a worldview that uh, you're going to try to achieve all the happiness that you can in this life, mm-hmm. then that's the way you're going to live. That's right. But if you have a will, uh, if, but if you have an eternal worldview, that uh, whatever we do in on in our lives on earth will affect uh, the the what, what we have in in heaven. So. Uh, and I, I think that uh, in studying, in getting into the Word of God and being assured of uh, uh, His uh, sovereignty mm. and His promises, mm-hmm. that uh, our worldview should be uh, an eternal and heavenly worldview rather than a worldly and a temporal worldview. Amen. That uh, adherence to His uh, commands and His promises are what's really important. To please and to glorify the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. In fact, that's what we should do. That's right. To live to to glorify the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. And Amen. I hope that in this small way, I, I can uh, 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 overcome all of my my failures and weaknesses uh, of the of the past. That that this is where I could contribute to uh, in a small way to oh, to man. His glory. Amen. Wow. Amen. And amen. Amen. I agree with all that. And and so yeah, if you're listening to that, I we pray that the Lord may have may, may use this moment to to strengthen you to keep on and living for his glory and striving for holiness, not worldly happiness. Yeah. This life is temporary. Uh, we fix our eyes not on what is seen. What is seen is transient, but what is unseen is eternal. And so praise God. Praise God. Um well, yeah, I, I definitely want to keep talking a little bit. I got a few more questions. Um, but so just just as I as we've been hearing, I, I love how when I asked you, you know, 
how long have you been a Christian? And, and you started off with, that's an interesting question. And so it's, I'm so thankful that you kind of brought us through this journey where, you know, you heard the gospel at age 12 uh, and you heard the gospel, right? You heard that you were, we were saved by grace through faith um, in Christ alone. Um, yet for about 20 years, though, that's what you heard. It's not what you really practiced and embodied. And so it was almost like you had truth and then you had law but then it was at this breaking point later, to, like maybe in your 30s, there that there was this sense of the Spirit of God just kind of came and broke you. And, and there is this Spirit and truth now coming together where perhaps all these seeds that were sown from cakey time up and now, it just almost kind of came to life in a different new way where now you have this relationship with Christ because your confidence is no longer in Morris's um, uh, performance your, your rule keeping, your efforts, but your confidence now is fully placed on Jesus Christ and, and his righteousness. Um, and is that, is that fair to say? That's kind of, ah, oh, beautiful, beautiful. And so at this point, you know, your mid thirties, forties, even in, in the midst of getting out of $22 million in debt and, um, having to, 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 to wrestle through issues at home with your wife. And, um, I'm sure even maybe even with your son and, and things like that. Yet God, has granted you this peace, this peace. Now your all your circumstances didn't change off right away, like in the snap, but an internal change happened. And so God, even in the midst of all that was using you to disciple young men. And, um, and so you're still at this church. You're, 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 you're trekking through this life. God has kind of freed you of those burdens. Um, and even circumstance wise, he, he comes through, he gets you out of debt. Um, and you're, you're, you're here in the, at this church you've been at this church since 12 right about that okay and so can i ask how and how old are you today 82 82 okay so you guys do the math that's how long he's been a member and um what what so so i know you mentioned oh i don't know you didn't mention here but so what what kind of things were you involved in here at the church i know it says you were you were playing from friday to sun to sunday at the church almost living here but what kind of ministries maybe you, you got involved what areas did you serve how, how did you participate here at this church well, as I said, because uh, I, I really uh, followed the teaching of uh, our missionary pastors. Okay, okay. Uh, I guess people and even the, our leaders thought that I was a good Christian. Uh-huh. So they asked me to uh, uh, teach Sunday school, which okay. I did. Okay, okay. Um, what else did you do? We, we did have a youth choir. Okay. So I was involved with that. Cool. I was actually just talking to some of the peeps last night about, oh, I'd love for our church to have a choir. We've got so many musically gifted singers right now but anyway so you did Sunday school teaching youth choir what else and of course uh, later on uh, uh, I even joined the uh, church choir okay um, and uh, as I told you that uh, I was an RA rural ambassador okay, okay. which is like uh, uh, Boy Scouts okay and we have uh, 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 steps that we would uh, achieve uh, recognition mm-hmm. so I actually did everything that uh, uh, we had to achieve, and uh, the top uh, rung was uh, ambassador plenipotentiary, and, <laughs> and so it's like uh, becoming an Eagle Scout okay, in, okay. in Boy Scout. So I achieved that. So you know, yeah. uh, from a worldly standpoint, uh, you know, th- there was some, or from the religious standpoint, even uh-huh. there was some achievement. But uh-huh. again, you know, these were really works, mm-hmm. and uh, but you know. Uh, yeah, with the are, works came, came uh, the knowledge. So That's the knowledge right. was there. The yes. only, my only problem was that I, I could not integrate it right. into, into the heart. My, yes, yes, exactly. Yeah. So it was a, Just in a, your prob- head. <laughs> a problem of 18 inches. Yep. It was in my head. but 18 inches in, from heaven. Yes, yeah. not in my heart. <laughs> so, uh, and then I know this, but I'm waiting for you to share it. You, you've also served on various committees, especially with the property and things like that. I know there's things around the church that people will tell me, yep, Morris built that. Morris did that. <laughs> so... Well, can you share with us a little bit? You, you helped out in those areas as well. <laughs> I don't know if I should reveal this, but uh, <laughs> just go for it. <laughs> no, I was not really on those committees. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> it, oh, so it's just gift offerings. It, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it kind of frustrated me that uh, the way we are organized mm. in that uh, most of the committees have members that really are uh, are not gifted or, or not even wanting to serve. I mean, mm. uh, now there are exceptions. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But a lot of times uh, the nominating committee would come to 
people and beg them to get on certain committees because of vacancies. Wow, wow. So I, I think that many people, uh, when they're approached like this, they feel guilty that they, f- they, 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 they mm. conclude that uh, if they don't serve, you know, they're, they're not really good Christians or wow. whatever. So, yeah. so a lot of times they would uh, go ahead and uh, accept the invitation to yeah. serve on certain yeah. committees. But they, they may not be uh, really... Uh, uh, qualified to to serve yeah. on those certain or even even have the heart to want to do it. It kind of sounds like they, you would describe it. They almost felt like kind of forced into the position, kind of thing, or maybe under compulsion, yes. perhaps. Yes, or yeah. guilt. Yeah, or guilt. Yeah. No, I'm glad you bring that up. I mean, because I think those are growing pains that even like we talked about last night at midweek, right? Like just growing pains that the church has to go through, and 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 one of the. The, the, the amazing things I think you have to offer is you've been here at the church for so long where you, you had to kind of walk and see through these things and yet persevere and not give up. And, and so perhaps maybe these efforts to help out around the property was just more like a free will offering uh, to just help out. And um, yeah, and just, and, ho- and, and hopefully and prayerfully even now, this, this could be a lesson we can learn as a church to how, what's the best way in which we can function together as a body and um, praying that we would have an active membership where the people who are gifted for certain things to participate in those ways. And, you know, where we I definitely wouldn't want the, ch- the culture of any church to be serving out of guilt or under compulsion, not filled with the spirit. So, yeah. yeah well, to go further on that, um, and, and this is where I would uh, disagree with our current uh, structure right now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I feel from uh, studying the scripture mm that uh, the church government should be one of uh, elder leadership mm, rather than mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, a deacon leadership. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the reason is that if you get spiritually uh, uh, capable people to, to uh, lead the church, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, people that are uh, really uh, in tune with uh, what God wants us to do, mm-hmm. and so if they would be the ones to... Uh, uh, lead and guide the church in, mm. in all aspects of uh, its its uh, existence. I, I, I think that's the proper way of doing it. Mm. So the the results of uh, our present um, structure is that because sometimes we, we don't have people who have the ability or, or even the, um, the, the desire to mm-hmm. do a good job for mm-hmm. uh, in their responsibility, mm-hmm. uh, things really lagged. Mm. And I, I remember that yeah. uh, in our... Uh, uh, I had a video Sunday school class mm-hmm. and it grew to a point where uh, we had over 90 people that would attend uh, that, that Bible class mm-hmm. every Sunday. Wow. And, um, and people were, uh, of course, in this department you have uh, separate uh, uh, Sunday school classes yeah. uh, or rooms. Mm-hmm. So people would go into these rooms and to be looking out through the doors to see what was uh, happening you know, to take part in the teaching that was going on yeah. in the, the bigger auditorium space. So I had asked the uh, church to, uh, uh, in, a, in a business meeting, to remove uh, uh, one of the walls of the Sunday school class so that we could expand the uh, department yeah. uh, uh, or the auditorium area. Yeah. And it went on for about a year and a half and nothing <laughs> happened. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and actually, um, I had... Uh, uh, you know, through uh, some people who are interested in uh, helping us, we had the funds to do all of this work. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And even at that, uh, the, the church never acted. And uh, and if you know about uh, uh, a Baptist uh, business meeting, a lot of times uh, it, it would be kind of uh, discouraging because mm-hmm. there would be a lot of arguments and, mm-hmm. and things like that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. Many people would say, oh, "I don't want to go to a business meeting because it's right. so right. so uh, d- discouraging." Yeah, a little awkward, a little tense, and almost like running in circles, not getting anything done really. Yeah. yeah. So, so you know what happened was that uh, I, w- I was able to uh, have the church approve a, a video fund. So, uh, a lot of times when we want to do something like uh, getting that um, room expanded to uh, hold our 90 plus uh, people. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had funds in there, and one weekend we just went ahead and just 
demolished the walls and, <laughs> and redid the, uh, yeah, yeah. the place. Wow. So in terms of uh, not only that, but air conditioning the, the uh-huh, room and, uh-huh. and fixing up. And, uh-huh. and, and it's, a, you know, it's a pretty nice place right, yeah, right now. Yeah, it's a good spot. Yeah. Uh, that's what we did. Wow. And then uh, from time to time, uh, there were other, well, I guess some people in the church f- found out that uh, what, what I was doing. And so <laughs> like uh, uh, somebody who was in charge of the nursery, they said, they came to me and said, oh, you know, it'd be nice to have uh, air conditioning in the nursery because we have all these <laughs> little babies and all that. And, and for you, their, went, you went to town. <laughs> so uh, I, I had used uh, the video farm uh, fun to uh, do things like uh, that. Uh, and then um, one of our pastors, um, Rick Laser, uh-huh. wanted to start a, a youth uh, ministry up on the second floor of uh-huh. our educational building. Uh-huh. So um, well, well, he got the church to, to uh, do some of the renovation. Okay. But uh, to really complete his total uh, vision. vision of that, that uh, how, how to uh, renovate the place uh, would take a lot of mo- money. Uh-huh. So uh, I was the one who uh, got air conditioning in and, and all of the uh, audio visual and, and, and wow. all the extra things that yeah, yeah, I put yeah. into it. Now, uh, Pastor Razor, uh, Razor left right in the midst of uh, all of that. Oh, in fact, even we, before we began the work. And uh, so it became a pretty nice uh, uh, space there. Oh, yeah. I mean, we, hey, we're using it now, man. It's great. <laughs> yeah. for, for years, it was not used. But uh, yeah. now with uh, Pastor Chris here, uh, <laughs> it's, it's been a perfect uh, uh, no, uh, how, how it was put together. God, I think God, it was pretty perfect for the God had ministry. a purpose for it and yes. a plan and. He still does for the future. How you know? Right now, we're using it kind of like an overflow room and a fellowship hall, and it, it's been it's been great. Mm-hmm. And a lot of families have been really blessed. So, um, but yeah, that, I'm, I'm glad you bring these up. I mean, one of the questions I did have, and I think this is kind of, perhaps could be one of the answers, is some of the difficulties, some of the hard memories you've had being a member of the church, and I think a lot of this um, growing these growing pains of learning how to do administration as a church family how, how what does church polity look like and and these are these are real just real issues and real matters that we need to go to the bible for and ask the lord for more wisdom we're constantly growing we don't have all the answers we we've done things sloppily we we're perhaps maybe we still are doing things in ways that's not the most prudent um but i appreciate your faithfulness to stick it out and be here and not just think uh, you know what, um, I'm, I'm not feeling how this is going, and so I'm out. You know, Maybe perhaps you struggled with those thoughts or you thought of them, but, yeah, you're still here. And, and I thank the Lord uh, that you, you stayed and that you're still here, and you're very much still an active member. Um, and so I, I think that's, that's really neat, and I praise God for that. Yeah. Do you have any— um, Oh, by the way, can oh, I— Oh, no. Go ahead, I, go ahead, go can ahead. Can I just add a couple more things about uh, the things that we did? Yeah. Actually, uh, through our funds, um, we knew that, uh, well, our auditorium was not air-conditioned. Yeah. And uh, uh, whenever there would be uh, sirens or whatever else, it right. would really in- interrupt the church. Mm. So we thought that so we, we, got, we got the church air-conditioned. Mm-hmm. We uh, also put up those uh, projectors and the screens. And we also air-conditioned the uh, uh, preschool. Awesome. So, so these were all done uh, apart from church uh, funds. Praise uh, God for uh, providing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think that uh, uh, the, the, when, when all these things were done, the, the church membership uh, really uh, appreciated mm. uh, what, what was mm-hmm. done. Um, oh, praise God. Yeah, man. What, a, what an example of um, just being generous and <laughs> that offering that gift almost sounded like in a, Barnab- a Barnabas way, you know. And so I do, I pray, I pray that, uh, we pray that as the church continues to grow, as we keep developing, um, that the spiritual development of that joy to give, that joy to offer, would kind of be so much so in the life of our members where, yeah, perhaps more members and families would just see needs, see areas, and we just want to pitch in. We want to help. We want to put this in here and there and, and offer ourselves um, and so, yeah, and, and by God's grace, um, as we keep growing and moving in direction of uh, perhaps a better, more biblical church structure and whatnot, you know, God, God, God is leading us. And, and it's been really fun, actually, in these past five years, just these past five years, uh, to see the church grow in these ways. And so, uh, and I'm really thankful you're here. And I hope it's been a joy for you to 
perhaps even see God move in these ways as well. By um, the way, it was it was not all my resources that uh, accomplished all of these things. Mm. Uh, I met a man uh, who was part of the HBA Mac Council. Mm. His name was uh, James Franklin. He was a uh, uh, oil millionaire, I think, and he uh-huh. was interested in uh, the Bible study. Uh, uh, in my my Bible study uh-huh. involvement. So he had asked me one day. He said, "No, anytime you need some help, uh, oh, just wow. ask me." So he wow. he supplied some of the oh, uh, funds to start our visit, so video good. ministry. Wow! Yeah. And then we had a fellow named uh, Charlie Jones, uh-huh. uh, who actually uh, had started. Uh, he was married to uh, a local girl mm-hmm. here in Hawaii when he was stationed in the uh, uh, Navy mm-hmm. uh, in World War Two. And uh, his wife is from uh, the Big Island, Sachi. And uh, he was a, uh, a member of our church and, and our Sunday school class. And he was uh, the one who started State Farm in the state of Hawaii and from scratch and wow. built into the biggest uh, insurance force in the state of Hawaii. So he was also interested in what the improvements that I was <laughs> doing amazing. in the church. So he supplied some of the funds wow. Uh, wow. To, to do some of these things. I'm, I'm just thinking as we're talking, like, Perhaps, I mean, I don't know, you can tell me if I'm wrong, like, you know, the years that God has allowed you to be successful in business, I'm sure your networking was broadened. And so, I mean, you knowing so many of these different individuals who are part of, you know, companies here and there that are doing well. And then, I mean, perhaps had you not gone through that season of your life, maybe you wouldn't have been so networked and maybe God wouldn't have used these individuals to fund or I, I don't know i mean i'm just i'm just thinking of your life and i'm like wow how how sovereign is that and how providential is that of god to just i don't know use 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 individuals in your life who perhaps may, may not even christians just wanting to be generous or maybe they are and just i don't know i think that's wild <laughs> well, well these are believers and i think oh, okay, that, okay yes and i think that uh the reason is that uh, when i got transformed with the word of god uh that uh exuded through my life and uh, i think that th- this is what these individuals picked up uh, and so they, they kind of wanted see. to uh participate yeah, in what, what yeah, i was doing it, like that example was being set and, yes oh praise the lord i love it i love that i love that um yeah our, our church is very blessed with with members and individuals who have resources and they, they just want to be generous with it so i've been very blessed by that um do you have a a fun story a fun memory like I know you said you used to hang camp out at the church from Friday to Sunday, but I mean, just off the top of your head, a fun story or memory that you have growing up here at the church and uh, could even be to this day. I, I don't know. Just. Well, I, I think the the most memorable thing was uh, uh, my involvement with these uh, Hawaiian, mm, uh, Hawaiian a- athletes, athletes in, mm. in the study. And by the way, yeah. uh, I mentioned the, the four core uh, guys. Yeah. But actually, they they were uh, bringing in other friends. Awesome. So you know, it was a bigger group than just these four guys. Wow. Yeah. But it's interesting that these four guys, and when they came, when we started, uh, I think one or two of them might have been married, mm. and the others uh, just had girlfriends. Mm. And um, uh, I guess with athletes, you know, they they have a certain type of uh, ego in their achievements yep. and so forth. So um, uh, a lot of times, well, like even with my situation with uh, my wife, mm-hmm. uh, their relationship with their wives or their, their girlfriends mm-hmm. uh, uh, were strained. Mm. Uh, for them, it was all right, but uh, not, not for their wives <laughs> or their girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. They, From the guy's they, perspective, everything's fine. And yeah, the, the woman's uh, perspective is like, yeah, yeah that's, how we the, do, that's what you think. <laughs> yeah, they, 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 felt, they, they felt that they were being used. Yeah. But uh, one day, uh, it was uh, Leonard Lau mm. who came to our uh, meeting mm. and said that, you know, he had just read from First Peter Mm. that um, if, if a believer, if a man does not love his wife, God won't hear his prayers. Mm. Yeah, and it was, life. Yes. Wow. So it was really interesting that that transformed the, the whole uh, content or the mood of the group. Wow. I mean, that was a, 
uh, transition point of our wow. group. Oh, well, praise God for and, his word. And from that point on, uh, the guys were re- became really serious about the application of what they were learning. Wow. Not into their own personal lives, but into the lives of uh, their families and, and mm. with uh, their relationship with their wow. wives or their girlfriends or with, uh, with other people. Amen. And, and it's interesting that the, of the four guys that, uh, of, this four, of this core group, they all have, they're all married now. Mm-hmm. They all have four children. Mm. <laughs> and they're all spiritual leaders of their families. Amen. And, uh, Amen. I, and, I, and uh, to me, that, that, that is the, the, That's the, the, the most enjoyable, yeah, m- most enjoyable oh, and, and uh, most memorable thing of, oh, of, of the experiences that I, I've gone through. Oh, praise God. Thus far. Yes. Thus far. <laughs> oh, man. I love you, Boris. I, lo- oh, I love that what brings you joy is discipleship seeing others truly follow christ as you follow christ and as you as we are learning to follow christ and just helping as many others along the way as can and seeing the transformation of life that that is there's nothing more enjoyable about seeing a dead person come to life and then thrive and and now pour himself out herself out into the lives of others amen oh i love that yeah and i I can get back to that uh, Verse, my, my favorite verse. Yes, yeah, God, I, I wanted to finish there. That yeah. God causes all things to work together for Amen. good to those who love God, to those Amen. who are called according to his purpose. Because I don't think that I'm, in fact, I know that I'm not smart enough to, mm-hmm. to teach these guys uh, the word and to, <laughs> and to make an uh, impact upon them. But I think that the greatest impact that I had on these, the lives of these guys is that they saw my life, what was happening in my life, mm. and they saw what God was doing in my life mm. through one of the lowest points of my life wow. as I was going through my Beautiful. financial difficulties. And, and as they saw how God was working in and through me and mm. my situation. And, and so I think that was the thing that really had made an impact upon them. Not, not anything that That's I had right. given right. them right. yeah. of knowledge. Yeah. And, and God in his grace allowing you to be willing to just open it up. Yes. You know, and uh, that, that takes humility. So praise God for that. Any last word or a gem or just another nugget or something, or maybe just you want to reemphasize something you shared already to, to, for the church, the young listener, um, a child, uh, you know, just a grandchild, anyone that just that would listen to this maybe after. Yeah, I guess that uh, now that I'm, you know, I, I'm living on borrowed time already. The Bible tells us that <laughs> our, our lifespans are three scores and 10 years. And <laughs> so I'm, I'm about 12 years uh, past that uh, stage. Uh. So, you know, God can take me anytime. But, you know, we're, we're living in one of the most uh, horrific times of world history. Hmm. Uh, it seems that even in our country, the, the, the country is divided right in half, mm. and there's tremendous uh, mm. animosity and, mm. and battles that are going on uh, uh, right in our own country, and mm-hmm. and 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 in many cases, it's uh, uh, it's seeping seeping down into the families too, where families are getting split by some of these uh, ideological uh, differences. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. And uh, and so. As we look upon the world and the problems that uh, we're facing today, and you know, right now we're facing the COVID-19 uh, pandemic, and and I'm sure that a lot of people are going through tremendous financial difficulties at, at this point. Uh, with uh, you look at the environment, we look at uh, uh, the the hatred that is in the world, the the threats and all of that. Yes, I think it can get pretty discouraging. Mm. So I think that. Uh, Again, getting back to uh, what kind of worldview that we have, mm. I think that God has blessed me with a heavenly, eternal worldview. Yes. So as I look upon all of these things, mm. I, l- I look at Scripture and find, find that uh, these things are all predicted. Mm. So instead of being discouraged, Amen. I, I, I'm very encouraged that uh, perhaps, perhaps, Although, you know, we cannot know for sure that we are living in, in times, in, in a time when Christ could come back uh, soon. That's right. And even if it doesn't. That's right. We know that he will come back at some period in world history. That's right. And world history is just a, a speck of time in all of eternity. Amen. So 
our hope as believers, of genuine believers in Christ, mm-hmm. is the is the eternal picture. Amen. So that uh, all of this uh, evil and all of the muck will mm-hmm. someday pass away, mm-hmm. and as believers, we have a beautiful, brilliant, Amen. eternal future with Christ Amen. in heaven. Amen. So what's important is that we live to please Him and to glorify the Lord Jesus Christ in in all areas of our lives. And I leave with that. Amen. Amen. The verse that you said that was was really heavy for your heart, was it Romans 8, 28? Yes. Is that the one? Can I go ahead and read that? Sure. And we'll be out. Romans 8, 28 says this, And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good for those who are called according to his purpose. Amen and amen. Amen. Thank you for talking. Uh, this is Family Talk. Uh, we pray and that, that God has blessed you and we'll keep blessing you. So let's keep on. Amen. 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 <laughs>